Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcast live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Tuppert. And everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, happy laffy. Um, it's a good day to be a Ranger fan, my friend. Good it day. It sure is. It sure is, buddy. How you doing? Good, my friend. A little sick. No corona. A little cold. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, nothing... Nothing will bring me down from the high of watching the Rangers pick uh, our 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 new uh, play to send us, you know, out of the rebuild into a Stanley Cup, Mr. Uh, Lafreniere. Lafreniere. I I still don't even know how to pronounce his name, but Lafreniere. we'll figure it out. <laughs> I love I love the French accent, French Canadian <laughs> accent. By the way, I don't think I've ever heard him speak before until last night, and um, I love it. Uh, he's ready, man. He is totally ready. He, we're ready, and we just need a, we need a hockey season. That's all we need, man. And they're talking well, January, they, well, so it's, it's going to yeah, be a couple January of weeks. January 1st, right? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, a couple of weeks. It's all good, man. Yeah, look, very exciting. Uh, you know, it's basically just, you know, hey, look, we had Capo, uh, you know, last year at number two, which is exciting. It's great. We, we, we've talked about this. Like I said, we've never had a 90, uh, number one since the sixties, but, uh, you know, the, all the speculations is guaranteed. No doubt he's getting picked, but you know, look, when, once it's official and it happens and, you know, I thought the whole presentation was phenomenal. Uh, Gorton and JD there, uh, just everything. I think the league did a great job yesterday with how they ran the draft, uh, the virtual stuff. Um, it was fantastic and it is, it's just exciting. And then, you know, the Rangers. Had a little more fun, too, with Schneider. And, and so it's all good stuff, man. Oh, yeah, Schneider. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, good for him. No, no, pre- no pressure on him. People don't even remember the Rangers drafted him. So, <clears throat> But I, li- I like that pick, too. You know, we, we probably, you know, I was probably thinking they would go uh, center there because that seems like an organizational need. But, you know, and at first I was a little disappointed with the pick. But the more I read up on the guy... I'm excited. You know, nice, tough defenseman who, who brings a little skill, offensive skill to the table. And the best part about it was that the Rangers traded up so the Devils wouldn't get him. Amazing. That's right. <laughs> I love it. J.D., baby. Uh, anything that's sticking to the Devils. That, that's why you got to love him as the GM. He's a former Ranger. You know, he knows that rivalry. Stick it right to him. I love it. Gabe Marv. Assistant coach, and then we yeah. We you know what? I want. I wonder. Out. Maybe maybe Lindy Ruff gave him a little like heads up. You know, hey, you know, a little like favor. You know, a little like hey, appreciated uh, my time with the Rangers. Here's a little heads up. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, he probably didn't do that. Ah, you look, man. However it plays out, it's just great that um, you know, it's here. He's on board, and now we and again now, Kevin, we we have to wait. Damn it! Always <laughs> waiting. <laughs> We're always waiting. <laughs> always. Why are we waiting. always waiting? Well, hey, you know, Sammy did say, you know, we'd have to wait a lifetime. So <laughs> we are definitely we waiting are. a lifetime, another yeah. lifetime, another lifetime. No, but um, you know, he's he's um, you know, what was the other thing I'll say is, you know, watching all the guys talking about um, you know, the um, NBC broadcast with all the top guys, McKenzie and and uh, burning all those guys up uh, up north and stuff, and, and Darren Dredger and all those other stuff, and just hearing those guys rave about him, and you know, we've all did our own watching this guy and, and checking him out and everything, and um, it's just. It's just exciting to actually have him here, you know, after all the hype, after all the marketing, you know, and and just waiting for this day to come, you know, waiting for the Stanley Cup to finish. Because, you know, all of us as Ranger fans, yeah, you know, once once Tampa knocked the Islanders out, we were happy. We all could go back to sleep. <laughs> and then the only thing we wanted to do was just wake up and, and, and wait for uh, October 6th yesterday. And uh, we got it, man. So, it's great. And again, I'll say this. Now we just wait. So I'm going to ask you, and I know we, we have some other, there's lots to talk about, which is which is fun here uh, doing this episode tonight uh, after a post-draft, you know, uh, some other storylines. But um, I want to ask you as far as Lafreniere, and if you being the coach now and, and uh, to put yourself in the GM situation, you know, you look at the lineup, and, and what I love talking about you, KD, when we do the show is you've always had just a great you – know, you're always tapped into the lineup. You're always tapped into how these guys are playing, and, and you've always got great um, suggestions in terms of moving guys up and down and everything else. So if there was any knock on this, like I said, you were, you know, so many people said, you know, maybe the center we needed, and, you know, we got maybe a defenseman here that might play for us in four years or whatever. But – Play coach right now, for argument's sake. Let's have some fun here. What do you? What do you? I mean, I heard, you know, la- they would, you know, laugh would be like a fourth line player. Do you think that happens the way Capo was kind of? That's how his season went for him. I don't know if uh, Lafreniere is the same type of player. You know, I'm thinking maybe he's a better player. And Capo will have to see obviously how it goes. But just get your take on on where would you put him in the lineup right now, and how would you do it? Um, I, I think just based on what the Rangers have been doing with all their youngsters, um, including Kako, um, I see him, I don't see him starting above the third line. I just think they like the, it, they've been preaching patience with everything. So I think that they're going to put him, you know, on a third line and, and depending on how the center position plays out, if Heedle is still like the third line center, you know, you, you get a third line of, you know, Heedle and Lafreniere and in the hopes that those two can work their way up to, to you know, be on the second line because going, you know, through this rebuild and if this team is going anywhere, those are two pieces that you're hoping is go- are going to get out of that third line role and into the top six. So I think to start the season, you see him on the third line, whether that's with Heedle or if they bring somebody else in, just to you know, let him learn the game, play the game, and I don't know what training camp is going to look like. It's a it's a weird year, so you know, let him learn with a, a little less pressure. I mean, he's going to have all the pressure in the world. I mean, we, 
we all saw the back pages of all the uh, newspapers today. So, you know, there, there's obviously a, a ridiculous amount of pressure on the kid. But I think if you could start him lower in the lineup, let him build up some confidence, get a couple of goals, get a feel of, of the NHL, and then from there move him up in the lineup. I, I, I think that'll most likely be their plan. I'd be shocked if on day game one he's on the top line with like Zabinijad and, and Kreider or, you know, he's playing alongside Panarin. I just don't see that on day one. You know, maybe day, you know, game 30. Yeah. I mean, depending on how he's doing, but game one, now he's in the bottom six. I don't think fourth line, I think you see him on the third line. But having said that, you know, one of the great things that I really like about this guy is, you know, the Rangers keep talking about, you know, we, we need to be harder to play against. We want to be tough to play against. And he seems like one of those players. He's not just a sniper. You know, he's, he, he's a well-rounded player. He can go into the corners. He can be a playmaker on the wing. He, you know, he's got a lot of attributes there. And, uh, you know, if you put him on the fourth line, I, I bet you he would succeed there. Not that I want to see him there. But I do think that uh, to start the season, you'll see him probably on that third line, unless he completely just blows everybody away in training camp and uh, preseason games, if they even have any. And again, depending on what, what things look like. Uh, I, I've, I've got good feelings about this guy. I, I, now, I've got to ask you again. i got to throw it at you. What the hell? Do you, do you think he's going to be, I mean, speculating here, of course, but if you were taking Capococco and putting him up against uh, Lafreniere, what do you think the differences are? Well, I think Lafreniere is, is the better player. And I haven't seen a lot of him, but just based on scouting reports and, and, and some clips and stuff and listening to people that I, I respect and think have a good, a good eye for these things, it seems Lafreniere is a better player. Again, maybe a, he's probably you know a little more grit to his game. He's a little harder um, in his game. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's the difference in playing in North America as opposed to playing in Europe in bigger rinks and that, that kind of thing. It's a different game. So I think he's probably a little bit more NHL ready right off the bat than Kako is. I think Kako is going to really come back this year and become the player that we were all hoping for last year. I think he just needed that year to get acclimated. I know you're down on Kako, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I do think that you'll see him come back this year. And, you know, I don't think he comes back and scores like 40 goals this year. Um, but, you know, I think you'll see a much better you know, season from Kako um, than what we saw last year. But Lafreniere, I think, is going to come in. Again, they're going to they're start slow with him. But I, I think, you know, eventually you're going to see him moved up in the lineup very quickly um, because I, I, I think he has that that mentality, that game. He's got a little, you know, physicality to himself. And, you know, he can work in the corner, that kind of thing, which, you know, Quinn likes. And it seems as though, the, you know, J.D. and, and the Ranger Brass front office you know, they sort of covered that kind of player. So, um, and that's the type of style they want to play. So I, I, I could see him moving up in the lineup very quickly. Yeah, I see it too. I think he's just going to be a different type of player, more experienced. Uh, I mean, not, not so much that he's more experienced, but in the sense of, I think there's a little difference. I'm sure there's other people out there that might be able to say, you know, what's the difference playing, playing up in the Canadian leagues and say what's the difference playing over in Finland. But I, I would have to say it's a little tougher uh, maybe just a little more of a more of elite level here, you know, up in North America, especially up in Canada, as far as you know, um, Alexei playing up here, you know, up in Quebec, as um, as opposed to maybe, you know, 
Capo playing over in Europe and, and Finland and everything else. And like I said, they're both, look, we're, you know, the, the bottom line here is, is we got them both, right? And we, we now will be able to sit back and watch these two kids grow and wear Ranger jerseys. And, you know, we're all sitting back, especially me. We're waiting for, uh, you know, Capo to, to light it up and, 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 and get there. And, and you do. You have to have some breathing room with this. And, again, this is the rebuild. This is where this team is going. And we just got to sit back and relax. But at the end of the day, like I said, the fact that we, you know, uh, getting Alexi is, is a bonus for us. You know, getting knocked out, getting the ping pong ball, the draft. And just adding, uh, you know, like a cherry on top of what's going on here. Um, so there's just, you know, the waiting is going to be the hardest part. But again, you know, look at us just just chilling here. You know, when's the last time, you know, prior to a season starting that, you know, you can remember about being excited to see this mix of just what they have right now on the roster. Obviously, some changes some changes made today and everything, and there's going to be more changes down the road, and we'll get into maybe some of the other guys that they picked up here in the draft today. But what's your what's, when's the last time you can remember being excited for a training camp coming up? Yeah, I would probably say after the 2014 season, after the loss in the Cup Finals, and, you know, <laughs> going into that next year. So, you know, that was, I mean, for me, I would say pretty excited. But... You know, what's interesting about this year is I don't think anybody is expecting we have all this excitement surrounding the team, but I don't think anybody is expecting, you know, a lot from this team at the end. You know, I don't think anybody's expecting a Stanley Cup or a conference finals or anything. You know, we're just excited for the next sort of step in the rebuild, which is which to me is the most exciting part, because, again, we say it every week. I mean, they're just building it the right way. The rebuild can't be going any better than, you know, it's gone after they put out this letter. And I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the clip of Brian Burke, like crapping all over Gordon saying, yeah, great job with the rebuild. You lock into the number two pick and the number one pick. We need to change the system. But, you know, look, any, any team has in a rebuild needs some luck along the way. Um, you know what? Just and the so, Rangers have definitely I mean, just on that thought alone. I mean, you know, Edmonton, and Toronto are on the phone line. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how do they? How does a guy say something like that after the nonsense that we've all sat back here watching Toronto and Edmonton get all the all the picks here the last few years? I don't get it. No, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, no, it's ridiculous because the, and again, we've we've mentioned it and and everybody knows the Rangers haven't had a number one pick since like you know since 1940, I think. So you know, I mean, it's it's you know, eventually you're due to get get you know a top pick. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more going on with this rebuild other than getting that those two things are huge. Don't get me wrong. And and it is complete 100 percent luck. But everyone else has the same luck, you know, involved with it. So it's not like the Rangers had any kind of advantage over anybody else in, in, in getting the ping pong ball. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a ridiculous statement. I mean, he even went on to say, like, we need to change the system. I mean, that that's. Unreal that, that again. That you know, insane. again, here's here's the league dealing with a pandemic. You know, back to play everything they did, and and just hearing guys complain is just it's so it's infuriating. It really is. I mean, because all of us, the fact that that guy Berkey's getting paid to be on that panel to talk crap like he is is only because of what the league did to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? It just and then just get up there and to just riff raff and complain and whine is just beyond me. 
and they can keep him up there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and it really takes away from, you know, Gordon and JD and, and all the great things that they've been doing, the trades that they've made. Uh, you know, I, you know, the Brady Shea trade was just a great trade. The fact that they were able to get a second round pick for Leas Anderson, who's just, you know, I, you know, a player I didn't think would have any kind of value after what happened last year, um, you know, and, and, and other moves along the way, you know, making those tough decisions to trade Zuccarello and McDonough, buying out Longquist, buying out Girardi, those kind of things. You know, I think, you know, Burke saying that really takes away from, you know, the hard work that, that the front office has done um, in getting the rebuild where it is right now. I agree with you. And it's just to me, I mean, the guy, you know, he's well-respected in the game. He's, you know, I just don't get it. Just guys like that, just cranky old freaking guys up there. Anyway, look, we don't, you know, we don't care, right? His Rangers are just, and that's the other thing I want to talk about too here is just, um, you know, just the job J.D. and Gorton are doing here. The, the entire staff, you know, where they're at right now. I mean, me and you have raved about, you know, the organization right now, obviously the last, uh, you know, this whole season here. And uh, as far as the off the ice, the behind the scenes, the fact that the team isn't playing, the fact that the team got knocked out, the fact that the the team made all these changes and, you know, J.D. coming in here and having a big impact on this team very quickly, you know he was an integral part of Panarin signing here. You know that. And um, just seeing him being a part of, you know, the, the whole thing about getting Schneider and, and you, could saw, you saw the video clip of him, you know, uh, working that deal with Calgary and everything else. So, um, it's exciting. It's good, and, and I love JD's interview with Valley and, and John Genoa too on the MSG um, MSG special too. And um, you know, there's something, you know, I, and we've talked about this too. Like sometimes we have to we have to remind ourselves that JD is with us again now, and he's a fan, man. He's just, you know, there's such a great connection, and I think that's so important for franchises. You know, it's almost like um Eisenman going back to Detroit now and being the GM up there and, and the things that they're doing and, and they're going through a rebuild right now as well. And it's just used to have that kind of connection, you know, with um with the guy running running the show and or being a part of the, the the hockey operations. Because I've always felt as a Ranger fan and we've been through this for years. We've have all this money, the greatest fans, phenomenal arena, diehard fan base, you know, money is not an issue. And then it's just always been just a matter of, um, you know, having the right guys running the show. And obviously, we're lucky. We've had some success here over the last few years, getting to the finals and everything else and all the conference finals and stuff. And and all of us should step back now and say, whoa, fresh, you know, breath of fresh air, rebuild. And now look at it. And watching Gordon and JD and the moves that they're making, everything they're doing off the ice right now, it's just, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's great to just, you know, see it um, kind of transpire in front of us. Yeah, and I love that he's come here with with a plan and 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 the type of team that he wants to see on the ice. And you know, I think you saw that you know the last two days and in, in the type of players that they're drafting. You know, and I know there's a lot of Ranger fans out there who you know covet a certain type of player, you know, a skill set. But you can't have the same type of skills. You can't have like a hundred Kraftsoffs on the team, you know, just Kraftsoffs, Bushnevich's, Panarin's, you know, you need some Criders, you know, Lemieux, those kind of guys. And, and, you know, JD has said, and Gordon has said, 
um, you know, we need to be a tougher team to play against. And and you and that's what they've done here. That's what most of, of the draft these, these last two days have been about. Tough players. Not just tough in the sense of, well, this guy can, you know, fight or he's a big hitter. It's It's guys who will go into the corner. Guys who aren't afraid to go to the front of the net and mix it up. You know, that's what this team is missing right now. And I think if you're complaining about the Rangers bringing those kind of guys in, you're missing what was wrong with this team, you know? And, and, and again, you know, I, I, and I don't mean to pick on the analytics guys because I do love analytics and I think it's an important part of the game, but I, I think that they rely on the skill guys a little too much and not enough on, on those sort of grinding guys um, who now, you know, in this new NHL have a lot of skill, you know, to go along with that toughness. That jam is, uh, you know, torch like to say. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like what they did. I, I don't know who any of these guys are. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, like, I've studied all these guys and I know what they bring. Who knows? Like, you know, it, NHL draft, these guys are all four or five years away. And a lot of them, you know, are these young 18-year-old kids. And they're peaking now. You know, that's why, you know, you don't see a lot of them make it. Um, but, you know, you hope. A couple of these guys, you know, get through and, yeah, become these, these you know, role players to go along with, you know, the, the abundance of skill we do have. Because we do have an abundance of skill within the organization, you know, to, to, to sort of finalize, you know, this roster when they're ready to compete for a cup. You know, you, I, of course, you can always go out there and get these pieces in free agency. But if you could also build it from within, I mean, wouldn't you rather do that? Like, why would you want to go out and spend, you know, whatever on a cap when you have a young guy cost effective that you've brought along through your system? I, I think I'd rather do that. Um, so, you know, they again, they have a plan. And in a rebuild, you can build the team the way you want. And, and they're, they've brought in the skill. Now they're bringing in the grit. It's going to be this well-rounded team and it's going to be ready to go. I, I love everything that, that they've done. You know, it's, can you can you nitpick here and there? Sure. Again, I mentioned before they needed a center, and apparently they've got some some pretty good centers at the end of the draft today. Some guys that may have fell or may have been undervalued for some reason. Uh, I saw a lot of people really like the end of their draft today, and some of the guys that they got. So uh, I'm excited about that. Maybe they found a couple of diamonds in the rough there, and and again we won't know that for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean I think. Look, when you get the number one pick overall, it's going to be a great draft. But, you know, I, I like what they've done the last two days. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like, especially when they draft guys with names like William Kuhl and Hugo Olas. The big goaltender, man. We They got another goaltender. It's good stuff, huh? We need I think him. we got two goaltenders. They, bought, they, they got a small goalie. Oh, and Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Sorry. Dylan. Yeah, they got, they, they got like yeah. this. The, they drafted like the shortest goalie and then they drafted the <laughs> tallest goalie. So at Tarnstrom uh, center, uh, Brett Berard left wing, Braden Schneider. We talked about William Q left wing. Uh, yeah, Berard seems to be someone. And again, I don't know anything about him. Seems to be a guy that everybody seemed excited about um, as a, as a late pick that they got and thought he, the Rangers could have gone after him in the third or fourth round. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's exciting um, that potentially, you know, look, we, we had the biggest diamond in the rough ever at Henrik Lundqvist. Um, so if we can Ooh. get anywhere near to that. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, 
And then, and then the biggest thing that, that he was able to do in the draft, like I mentioned before, he was able to unload uh, Leah Sanderson. So, you know, I the fact that he said was... about that, are you, are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> I, I thought that the, the relationship was thawing a little bit during, you know, the, the quarantine time where they were talking and JD was talking about maybe bringing him back when it starts back up. But as soon as Anderson basically said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. I knew it was over. So we don't have to do any videos or homages to him, right? Yeah, no, that's okay. I don't, I don't, definitely, I don't even, I don't even think the only, the only clip that you could possibly put on that video is him tripping over the mic wire. On opening night last year, that that's, that's, that's right. That was that was definitely the uh, the beginning of the oh, end. If that funny. wasn't an if that wasn't an omen, I don't, I don't know what is, my friend. But <laughs> you know, I joked today. I joked today. See, so, you know, the Rangers traded them to the Kings. I said the Rangers finally got their revenge on on yep. the Kings uh, because they <laughs> they sent this guy over to them. So, although you know what, someone said, and this is, I tell you what, if the Kings set this up. This is like the greatest troll job ever. Apparently, the pick that they gave to the Rangers was the one that they got from Vegas for the Martinez trade. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> if the Kings set that up on purpose, that they sent us the Martinez pick, good Lord, that's top-level trolling. And, yeah. I, and, I applaud, and I applaud it. Yeah, I know you would. And I'm, I'm with you on that, too, man. It's, that's good stuff. Hey, you got to figure um... – you know, when you sit back in terms of the, you know, you picture these guys putting a sweater on, you know, Ranger sweater on. But the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be some moves on the roster. There's going to be some trades. You know, these guys are also part of um, – these are assets, obviously, that, that, that Gorton's putting together here. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, there's more to come as far as the Rangers in terms of uh, mixing this roster up here a little bit before, uh, you know, training camp, whenever it does start. Um, and it's exciting to hear that the NHL is looking to come back in a couple of weeks, basically in January. So, um, but, um, yeah, look, Hey, what can you say, buddy? You know, we got our guy and, um, and we're moving on and, uh, that's it. Great show. All right. We'll see everyone next week. <laughs> yeah. Look, hey, now, you know what? Now really. You know, now the Rangers, they got the draft out of the way. They traded Stahl. They bought out Longquist. They got this money. Now the real work starts. What do you do with these re- restrictive free agents? What are they doing with them? Are you they, tell you know, me. We, you know. I know I you know. I have no idea. Come on. No, I mean, look, they, they extended the qualifying offers to all the restrictive free agents earlier in the week, to all of them except for Strong, which was interesting. Um, and, and Gordon – um, admitted today, and I appreciated his honesty. He had a real honest uh, interview today, which was great. Um, that they were they were talking to teams about Strom. They were seeing uh, if there was any level of interest uh, in, in his services. Um, so apparently, the Rangers obviously didn't like um, what the offers were, the returns, and and they decided to extend the qualifying offer. To Strom, so he'll remain the restricted free agent. If they didn't offer it to him, he would have become an un- unrestricted free agent. And see you later. But um, so now, you know, we'll see what they end up doing. Whether uh, you know he goes to arbitration and he gets the one-year deal, which I've been saying for a while now that that's probably the best way to go. Um, 
and we'll see what they do. And D'Angelo, obviously, I'd like that we discussed this at length on the last show. You know, if they can get up to that sort of five-year deal, um, nothing more, I mean, a three- to five-year deal, that would be tremendous. And you, and you have Lemieux, you know, I talk about being a tough team to play against, and I know we've had, had conversations in the past about Lemieux and what he brings, but I think he's the kind of guy you'd like to have around. Um, I, I think he had, you know, I think not having him in the first two games against Carolina um, had an impact because um, I, I thought he came in in game three and played very well. Um, so, yeah, and then and then we have Jasper Fast. And, and are they going to, um, you know, bring him back? He's an unrestricted free agent. So we'll see what the market is for him. I heard, you know, some of the rumblings are that the Flyers, um, have been looking at him, which makes sense with AV over there. Um, and, and uh, you know, look, the Rangers should not, under any circumstances, overpay for Faust. Um, but he's definitely a guy I'd like to see back at the right price. Yeah, no, I would too. I'd love to see him just, you know, that's, I guess this comes down to the roster aspect of it too, man. I'd, I mean, I was clamming for it last, you know, during the season too, is, is to get him more ice time, you know? Because I, I who think, fast, fast. Yeah. Get him like uh, less, less ice time, <laughs> less ice time. I want to bring him back. I, but just I want, want to make sure you were paying attention. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. I'm like, wait a second. I was like, what are you saying? Yeah, no. I mean, they got to bring him back as a fourth line guy, <laughs> third line tops. Um, which is why you don't overpay for him. I mean, you know, <laughs> man, you scared me for a second. I was, I missed out. I definitely missed that. It's all good, buddy. It's <laughs> and then, all good. and then, and then, the biggest restricted free agent of them all, Mister Gurgiev, who obviously we need to bring back now. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, buddy. <laughs> because you know we're gonna need all the goaltending we get, we can get when we go up against Henry Lundqvist and the Washington Capitals next year. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Ugh, that's awful. I hate it in every sense of the word. But I want to know, somebody tell me why it makes sense. Somebody makes sense out of him signing with the Capitals. What do you mean? An aging goaltender going to an aging team? That makes sense. (laughs) I mean, I, I think the idea, I mean, they apparently have this young goaltender. I mean, it makes sense for him to you know, be that mentor, but he could have stayed with the, you know, I mean, again, I don't know the conversations they had, if he said, move me or not, but I mean, he could have done that with the Rangers. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the Capitals are always going to be good. You know, are they going to win a cup? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to get a chance to play a lot? Yeah. I don't know. Look, he hasn't signed there yet. It's just rumored. So, you know, who knows, but yeah, we'll see. Well, that's, I mean, I'm just trying to make sense out of it, you know, because, you know. I will say this. I mean, I, I would, I basically would, I just didn't want to see him go to a team in the Metro division. You know, and of course he goes to the Capitals. I Who mean, cares? Which is, I don't care. He's I mean, I do. Me. The, I king mean, I, the king is dead. The king is dead. I mean, I would like, I, like, again, I don't think the Rangers are going to be Stanley Cup contenders next year. So I, I, I wouldn't mind rooting for the guy, you know, if he was on Vegas or something, you know, Colorado, 
um, you know, next year. I could at least sit there and root for the guy when the Rangers are out. Or at least I could, I could root for him at the same time. Um, but he's on the Capitals. I can't root for him. I can't. I'm not going to root for the Capitals. Sorry. No, that's not going to happen. No, it's it's definitely not going to happen. I'm just trying to think of the whole thing. You know, Laviolette's the coach there right now. He's obviously there because, you know, Ovi and Backstrom and a bunch of these guys in this roster only have a couple of years left, really, to probably make another long run at it. There's no disrespect to their talent, but their age and everything else. But, they, but you know, it's just where that team is at right now. And I have to believe Laviolette's been brought in there because they're just going to try and push this. They're going to try and win now. They need to win now. It's either this year or next year. And then, you know, uh, you know Ovi's... They're they're gonna they're gonna wrap it up, you know what I'm saying? I I'm not too much tuned into the whole Holpe thing as far as why he was let go or you know where he's gonna go and so on and so forth. It's amazing the there's a, a list of all these goaltenders that were just these guys that were just carrying the the load for all these teams within the last eight to ten years, and you know Hank's on that list too. And there are all these available goaltenders that are gonna you know be shipped around uh, all over the place, you know. And then the Penguins let go, you know Murray. Uh, you know, they trade him, uh, you know, another, he's not that old, young guy, another guy, you know, won with them and stuff. So I, I don't, I just don't get it. I, I'll tell you right now, as a Ranger fan, Hank puts on, you know, the jersey. I'm, you know, maybe I'm thinking if if he does sign with any team in the Metro, it's maybe because he wants to stay on the East Coast. That's all I can think of. This is is a run with Washington for him to win. You know, number one, is he going to get the starting job? That's the question, you know. And number two, um, you know, is what's what's why wouldn't he go to Colorado that has all that fast young talent? You know, I mean, who, you know, at the end of the day, KD, it doesn't matter. You know, Hank's had a phenomenal career. He's loaded. Um, he can do whatever the hell he wants. I, you know, I felt the same way when Tavares went to Toronto and all the fans were losing it and stuff as far as loyalty. And granted, JT's younger and he was a big part of that franchise, uh, you know, at a younger age, so to say. But these guys, they have wherever the hell they want to go. But if he goes to Washington, if he goes to anywhere, you know, whenever he, whenever he, if he suits up against the Rangers, man, I hope we light him up, man. You know, it's done. We're moving on. Chesty, oh, yeah, Georgiev, I mean, and all that other stuff, and it's uh, it's I just I'm just Kevin. If I'm just trying to make sense of it as as a as a hockey decision for a franchise, is Hank Lundqvist going to go ride the bench in Washington, and or do you think that's a guy who can put that team on his back at his age right now? I I think the answer is probably no to both of those questions. Thank you. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I do think that he wants to stay on the East coast, you know, family and that kind of thing for sure. Um, you know, he did, you know, Instagram out that he wants to win or whatever his, you know, message was. So yeah, I would assume that Colorado, I mean, that just seems like the perfect landing spot for him for so many reasons. Um, but look, if he doesn't want to go out there, you know, he's, you know, in the late parts of his career. And, uh, and I guess he could do what he wants if, if Washington is interested and maybe Colorado isn't, maybe they want nothing to do with them. Yeah. So, you know, that, that could be it too. He may not have many offers, you know, out there at this point, obviously, you know, his game isn't anywhere near where it used to be. Um, so some teams are like, well, why are we going to bring in, you know, a 40 year old goaltender? 
in there. Um, you know, I'm assuming they'll get him pretty cheap. But still, like, well, what does he offer? What, you know, to a team? You know, again, maybe as a mentor um, on a team that could potentially do well. But, yeah, I, I don't know how many offers he is rolling in right now. And maybe the Capitals are it and he's going to take it. Good luck, baby. I, I really well, I don't wish him. I don't wish him good luck on the Capitals, but. Well, I mean, I'm just again. I say good luck in terms of you know. <laughs> I know. How this, you know? I don't know. There's, a, I think, there's too many Ranger fans who are like, "Oh, I can't wait to see it with Ovechkin." Really? I don't want to see him <laughs> together at all. See him. No I way. hate it. I hate every thought, everything about him being in the same uniform with Ovechkin. I'm sorry. You know, I know everyone loves Ovechkin, and and I do too. I mean, he's just an amazing player, or whatever. But I hate the Capitals. I'm sorry. I'm especially, not gonna be happy, especially when you think of all the series, you know. Yeah, we've gone to war with those guys against those guys. I don't want to hear it. Sorry, don't be sorry, man. It's okay to get a little fired up about him, but I'm, you know, it's it's funny. He's make I'm I'm over it, you know. <laughs> he suits up. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not, and I wouldn't be upset with Longquist for doing it. He gets home wherever he wants. The Rangers yeah, bought him out. You know, it's not like. You mentioned the Tavares thing. I mean, it's completely different. You know, he was bought out. You know, screw the Rangers. I'm sure he could say screw the Rangers. I, I I don't blame him for doing that. But, you know, that doesn't mean I got to root for him uh, with a Capitals jersey on. You know, what would these same fans say? Oh, I got to root for him. What if he went to the Islanders? You got to root for him on the Islanders? <laughs> the Penguins? The Flyers? See, I think he's going to Pittsburgh. You know, Penn's moving Murray out. I think they're. I think he's going. to You Pittsburgh. know what? If he goes to Pittsburgh, you don't retire his number. I'm saying it now. You don't retire his number. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> KD sent down the law. <laughs> that, the Jersey that. retirements. No, I I do think though, if he goes to the Islanders, you know, you think about it. You think about not retiring his number. Why would he go to the Islanders? No, he would never. That That's not an option. Why would the Islanders want him? He's not going there. And again, uh, you know, all right, let's just take, again, it's like I am trying to make sense if you're a GM signing. Because the, the Rangers, you're talking about mentoring another goal. I mean, that was the whole point here, right? That would have been the whole point to keeping him here for one more year, right? Would be to mentor or to ride the bench or whatever. So, you know, you take the Islanders. How would Henrik Lundqvist be enticing for the Islanders to bring him over there? You know, is he? Would he have? Well, gotten... you know, you know what? Actually, you know what would be enticing for the Islanders is the Islanders are a very good defensive team, and the Islanders, you know, they can look at the Rangers and be like, "Good lord, he's played behind some of the worst defenses I've ever seen." Um, maybe if we put this guy behind a competent defense, you know, he's going to do well. Um, and but that, the Islanders that could... still don't have the, they still don't have the firepower, the scoring up front that they need. No, I understand. I'm just trying to, you know, you're, you're wondering what, you know, the thought process is. I mean, that's got to be a thought process is that, you know, this guy has played against a pretty played with, you know, porous defenses, you know, his, his entire career. So if you have a team with a solid defense, you're like, you know what? You know, if we bring him in here and, we're li- you know, we limit shots to, you know, 25 shots a night, um, you know, and, and we think he can handle that. 
You know, and if we have another goaltender, we're limited his games. You know, he's only playing, you know, 50 games, 55 games, tops. You know, it might not be a bad situation. But I don't know if that scenario exists. I haven't looked at, you know, everybody's roster and what, you know, what they need and, and would it work, you know, what their what their salary situation looks like. He, salary needs, cap to, he needs to go to Falunda and play with his brother so we don't have to worry about any of this stuff. So we can just have a clean let go of Hank, <laughs> bring him in for retirement, his number, and that's it, right? Sure, sure. Sounds like a plan. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, the fact that, I mean, because he obviously he could have easily have just left and, you know, gone to Fralunda and played with his brother, like you said, and, and life is good. He could have lived a great life, and I'm sure he'd be very happy, you know. But, you know, the fact that he's staying, you know, that says that says a lot as far as him maybe wanting to win. You know, he has all the money. It's not like he needs more money. Um, you know, he, he has all the accolades. You know, he just doesn't have the cup. So, you know, you'd think at this point in his life, he could easily just, you know, ride off in the sunset, go back home and, and be a hero over there. You know, maybe he's one, one more kick of the can. I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, more than anything, hopefully we do find out Friday or Saturday and hopefully he does sign somewhere and we can jump off the speculation uh, bandwagon here as well. You know, just, uh, you know, again, here we are, KD. We have to wait again. We have to wait Wait for announcements. Wait for seasons. Wait for roster moves. I don't know. As, as the as the late great Tom Petty used to say, the waiting is the hardest part. You are correct. You are a phenomenal rock and roll historian, my friend. I, I knew you'd like that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So well look, you know, whatever Hank does, but you know, hey, we're gonna light him up. If he suits up against this man, taking him down, man. You know, I want full battle stations, firepower from the Rangers. No respect for that guy. Just crush him. Eat him up. It's a new team, new future. We're moving on. Leaving the past behind, KD. Okay? We got the new Broadway cast, as the Rangers marketing did during the draft. We have a new cast, even though Broadway is shut down. Go figure. Yeah, that probably wasn't a smart marketing idea, right? <laughs> oh, Broadway has been canceled. <laughs> but these guys will play on. Yes. You like that? They should yeah. hire me. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I know you got skills there. You should send another email. <laughs> I think send I'm blocked over there. I think my emails are blocked. <laughs> so my let me get you. calls and my emails, they're both blocked. <laughs> So let me get your take on um, Bettman talking about uh, you know them and the the players association and, and the possibility of a of a brand new season here in January. Yeah, I mean I, I love it. I mean obviously it's not unprecedented to start in January. It wasn't that long ago that they had the strike season that started in January. So I mean they could easily get it done, um, and, and I love it. Look, it, it, this is all going to come down to the virus and what it looks like then. Um, but you're seeing, you know, sports leagues getting through it. You know, the NFL is having a bit of a tough time now uh, this last week or so with with players on on multiple teams coming down with the virus and and how they're going to get through it. But, you know, I, I think they should be able to when you have to have contingency plans and, and, and especially if, 
the NHL is, and I didn't, I didn't see the whole statement. So I don't know if he said that they were going to, I'm assuming they're going to go back into their home rinks. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's easier for the NHL to be able to make up games than it is the NFL because you have, you know, obviously more, more dates in between games to, to be able to make it up. Um, but I'm excited. I'm glad that they're already looking at starting in January and getting, getting this thing going again, you know, again, as, as Ranger fans, I don't know another fan base except for, you know, Tampa, um, that's more excited, you know, for the upcoming season, uh, than Ranger fans with, with what's going on with the pick and, and the rebuild and, and, you know, uh, I'm super excited. Yeah, no, it, it's it's cool. It's funny. I, I imagine Tampa wants a longer break, <laughs> and probably the well, stars, yeah. you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, they didn't really expand on it. They they said they got to have their meetings and stuff. And I know we touched on it last week in terms of, you know, we have to imagine behind the scenes. Uh, you know, they've already discussed this, and there's some basic general logistics, and you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Can't speculate on it too much. We'll just wait and see what what comes up down the pike. But um. Uh, the fact that it's going to be sooner than later is great, and just to get the chance. I mean, you know, you can take the um, – I mean, we have to. Like I said, we're probably still just – you know, I'm still just getting used to the fact that we got the number one pick and everything and, and, and the lottery. But when you think back about, you know, how the season ended, you know, missing the, the team, the momentum getting shut down there, I mean, obviously along with the whole league, and then getting knocked out in the first round, and we were, you know, kind of a little upset about that, but obviously – you know, it all worked out for us. But the fact that, um, you know, just enjoying this team and and just the thought of actually just I'm missing these guys and, and, and can't wait to see these guys back on the ice together and, and, and playing. And, and and then hopefully, like I said, as far as the coaching and with Jacques Montan coming in here and, and seeing how he uh, works with Quinn and, and, uh, you know, he's a good X's and O's types of guy, and, and, and we'll see how this team kind of develops a little bit. But that's the thing. I, I you know, just looking forward to um, just seeing these guys in practice again. And, and, and the fact that we don't have to wait, we've been told, and like I said, you, you said this, you know, like I said, we have to see how everything goes. But uh, the fact that if they do start in January, man, it's, um, it's you know, we're, we're, it's, you know they're going to they're gonna have to start training camps in December. So we, we're not going to have to wait that long, which is really cool about it. Yeah, I mean, you know what, this team, it's a fun, it's a fun group, you know, to root for. It's an easy group to root for. I mean, you know, they, they, they all seem to genuinely, you know, like each other. You know, you see a lot of goofing around on the ice with Kreider and Zabinijad, and you got the leg kick from Panarin. And so I think, actually, it's a perfect spot for Lafreniere to, to come in because it's, a, I, from what I could tell, I'm not in the locker room, but it seems like a really good locker room. Um, that'll, that'll sort of embrace this kid, um, when he comes in, which makes it that much more exciting. Again, you know, we saw what this team can do before they shut it down, as you mentioned. So, you know, the firepower is there, you know, they, they need to bring in a little bit more, you know, toughness as, as JD and Gordon has been saying, and we mentioned a couple of times on the show so far. Um, and, and, and this team could be dangerous. Again, I, I don't see them really competing for a cup this year, but I, I can see them making a little bit of noise, uh, maybe, you know, winning a first round, you know, th- this coming year. So um, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. Now, really, the next line of business is picking a captain to lead the ship here. You know, I, we've gone without one for a while. 
And, uh, you know, I was I was going back and forth on social media about this. Somebody put out a poll today, you know, who they should pick. And I retweeted it. And, you know, I got a lot of back and forth on it. And I and we we talked about it in last show or a show before that. And and to me, I, I think it's cried. I don't think anyone's even close. You know, I know a lot of people like Zabinijad. And, and I've discussed on this show, I, I just don't think he um, uh, just seems too lighthearted, to, a little goofy, that kind of thing, to be a captain, um, sort of happy-go-lucky type guy. And I like him like that. I'd hate for him to be a captain and then sort of think he needs to change that and become someone he's not. And I think that screws him up. You know, same way, you know, I don't know, I don't know if McDonough was – you know, the greatest captain, I, you know, I think he would have been much better staying as, you know, an alternate captain. Um, but, you know, I think Kreider is the guy he's been here. He's fiery. You know, I don't think he'll have a problem getting in people's faces. Um, and, and, you know, I think he'd be the perfect guy to, to lead this team um, out of the rebuild and into a Stanley Cup. And to a Stanley Cup. You like that? Chris multiple Kreider, Stanley, multiple. Chris Kreider, come on over and get the Stanley Cup. I don't know, man. I don't think that I'm going to hear that. I don't think we're going to hear that. I think no. Be, I mean, I look, think. it could be Lafreniere. I mean, I think eventually he's the no, guy you're going to ultimately pass the torch to. But you know, I I think well, who are you thinking? You're thinking Mika? No, I I I'm I'm with you on on how you describe the cons as far as Mika becoming the captain super guy and he no. does, he does he he does have a leadership role there i think he mentors play younger players very well like i don't mean to be like to disrespect him but i think he has a way about him that i worry he would get away from if they make him a captain which i think would hurt him yeah i mean i'm probably very low on the totem pole here at Water, and he's only been here for one season. But the guy that I keep thinking about as being captain on this team, just in terms of, uh, is Truba. I don't, I don't know why I'm just drawn to him. I know it's another defenseman. Truba, um, I'm ready to trade Truba. I know. I no, know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I, I, I just think he's. That's just my. I'm, you know, I don't know. Quite. I've, I've kind of like I, you know, I, I. I I don't know. They're just not feeling it. I get it. And if he gets the C, he earns it. Fine. I'm not gonna say, oh, how could they make cry of the cap? It's not. It's nothing like that. You know. I mean. And we've had, you know, McDonald defenseman as far as getting the C's and everything else. It usually hasn't worked out too well as far as long. Yeah, Lee. I mean, remember Leach? They gave Leach the cap that just didn't work out. You know. Jury, you know, jury had it there for a little bit up front, obviously, and stuff. So I mean, Callahan. Um, I I like Callahan as a captain, actually. Yeah, I no, I, I thought Callie was great. See, at that time, me, I thought uh, you know Doobie would you know should have got it. I don't know what it is. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably one of the guys where you, you've got you got a lot of solid guys on the team, right? So it's a good problem to have. You could you know sit here and go, you could give the C to this guy, that guy, that guy, and we'd all probably be pretty generally okay with it. I don't think, like I said, you know, you give it to one guy and you're going to go, oh, how could you give it to him or whatever. Um, so I think that's a good position to be in. 
I've just always kind of been with sometimes it shouldn't be just the obvious kind of guy. Maybe it's uh, just somebody else that, you know, you know, as far as their demeanor and everything else and as far as how they carry. But if you, you I think, you you know, you also have to take the lead as far as how the organization, you know, as far as the guys who had the assistant captains and as far as who the, uh, you know, John Giannone, as far as who is he's interviewing after every game, it's usually the same three or four main guys, right? It was either Hank, obviously, if he was starting. It was either Stalzy, you know, it was Mika, you know what I'm saying, and Kreider in there and Stromer and stuff like that. So, um, it was primarily the main guys, you know, that were, you know, getting it. And it, so it's almost like you probably got a preview of who's going to be the next captain of the team as far as how the organization puts those guys out in front to the media, you know, because they become the talking heads of the team. They, they're the main guys uh, that are always going to get the questions after the game, whether or not they're the assistant captains or not. But that probably gives you an idea of where they're probably heading towards. So, again... Mika gets it. I'm probably leaning more towards Mika than Chris. And again, it's not. It's just a feeling. It's just a vibe. There's just certain things that Chris does sometimes that you know. I'm probably petty on it, whether it's stupid penalties here and there, or just his face sometimes when he gets upset about things. He just kind of his scrunchy face. I don't know what it is, but uh, you I, know. Hate <laughs> I, I hate his face. I hate his face. He should not he can't be captain. Be captain. He's got to be good looking. He's got to have a good face. Uh, and you're not. The and only Mika, one you can barely those... see his face with all the hair. You <laughs> know, right. so I mean, you're not. You're not the only one who has those concerns because I definitely had feedback from other Ranger fans who you know were unhappy. He you know takes games off, weeks off, as people were saying. Bad penalties, like you said. I mean, there, there's always negatives to everybody, but you know, for me. I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he has to be it. All right, not George. I was yet. actually surprised. I was actually surprised <laughs> you didn't say that the Rangers did try to bend the rules and make Yurgiev the captain. I just did. Yeah. I said. I just said Georgiev. <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, well, I was. I said it underneath you as you were talking, so that's why you didn't hear. No, it. I missed it. See, I, I tried to you know take over here. I'm I'm in the power chair, so I, I wasn't <laughs> listening. Hey, where do you um? Where do you think the Tony D'Angelo uh, situation goes here? Do you think he's definitely going to stay here? What's going on? I think so. I, I think the team likes him. Actually, Gordon was saying today, again, in this interview, he's real honest like about him? that. I, I do. I do. I, I, I think he's terrible at defense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that he puts on points. I mean, you need that type of defenseman. I think you if you put him with the right partner – and, and Gordon mentioned this today about moving him to the left side. You know, I, I think that could work. You talk about Truba, you know, a D'Angelo-Truba pairing. You know, I think I think D'Angelo is that much better. I think Truba is that much better. So, you know, I, I think that the Rangers do like Tony. Um, and uh, I, I like him, again, because of his offense. Look, if some package came along that some team was willing to overpay for him you know see you later um but i'd like to see them keep him again i don't want some huge long-term contract um and that may be what he's looking for but um i'd like to see him stay i defensemen usually take a while to develop and you see it with d'angelo i mean he's he's been kicked around the league for a while before he found home here with the rangers so you know, there's no guarantee that Andre Miller 
you know, on day one is, is you know, NHL ready or, or Lundquist or this guy Schneider. I mean, you know, it's going to take a, a little while for them to get, get ready to play. So, you know, uh, having D'Angelo around, I, I think, is a good idea. And he, he's a good player. I mean, again, he has his defensive shortcomings. But, you know, the guy can put up points. He He's in the offense of the best. Defense is an offense, you know. He's a if he has the puck in the offensive zone, the team isn't playing defense. So, you know that that's an analytics thing for you. I, I sort of busted on them before, you know. Some of the better defensemen are good defensemen because they have the puck in the offensive zone. They don't play a lot of defense. So, um, you know, I like Tony as a player. Um, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see them resign him. Um, it's just, you know, what are the numbers going to be? What is he looking for? It's coming off a great season with a lot of points, you know, um, but if he's too rich, I look, you move him. Yeah. Uh, because you do have a number of defensemen in the pipeline. You bring in Schneider now. So, you know, you could trade to bring a, bring someone into, um, everyone's replaceable. Um, you know, no one's untouchable as far as I'm concerned. Um, except for like Panarin. And, uh, you know, Lafreniere and Kako, those are probably the only three. And, you know, that that's really where I am on it. Yeah, I, I, you know, look, I think Tony's – I think this – I think it's just generally the core of this team, just, you know, Foxy and, and Truba and, and and Tony D. I, I'd like to – I'd really like to keep these guys together. You know, definitely Foxy and, and Tony because I just think they're um, – they just have the potential to be really, just really good Rangers. I mean, they're, they're popular Ranger players as far as the fans. They both bring, uh, you know, their own little style, you know, to the game. Um, you know, and there's, there's there's really some solid flashes of talent in both of those guys. And you said it, like I said, they just need a little more time to uh, enhance their skills, get better at the game here at the top level. And um, and keep improving, and I think it would be great to keep these guys here, you know, and hopefully they work it out. I think Tony himself, as a player, and the Rangers as an organization, they both would be dealing from strength as far as where where these negotiations, whatever happens with the the contracts and everything. Because Tony, you know, Tony's definitely proved himself as far as you know offensively in terms of like you know he could go to he'll probably be able to you know pick where you know. He'll he'll fit in and go wherever you know he's gonna he's gonna get a job somewhere in this league you know if it's not here with the Rangers and I think the Rangers again themselves are also in a situation in terms of their uh, the depth and uh, you know uh, potential free agent moves here and signings and everything else I think I think that's possible the possibility too where the Rangers might bring in another it doesn't have to be a tribal level kind of contract with another solid seasoned experienced veteran defenseman back there. Uh, to come in and help this team. So uh, they're both, Tony and the Rangers organization, are both, you know, uh, in, in positions of strength here. And I just think, you know, if you're if you're looking at the rebuild and, and keeping the team, this team together as far as their own development of their own crop of players, and obviously just the personalities. And uh, I think that's a big thing about the Rangers as far as our attachments to the players and the excitement that they bring. And, and Tony and Foxy definitely got you out of there, got us out of their seats uh, during the course of the seasons. And yes, defensively, um, you know, they drive us a little crazy as well too, but man, the, the, the times that they kind of stepped up, went end to end, popped in a few beautiful goals, helped in, you know, in just certain offensive situations is great. And I think 
uh, offensive defenseman here in in New York as far as the Rangers is concerned. But you know, you can go back as far as Zubov and and um, you know Leachy, and then obviously McDonough and Girardi here and Stolzi and stuff. You know, uh, not so much as the elite uh, offensive talent there, but uh, just steady. Guys back there, you know, Rangers defensemen make a name for themselves. And I, I would just like to really see Tony and Foxy here along with Truba and then whoever they can bring in here on the other end, on the other end of it as far as uh, defensively. But I, I think that's one of the things I like about uh, Tony is just uh, his personality. Um, and I think he brings a lot more to to the game, you know, outside the rink as well too. And I think that's just a great thing about being on the Rangers. It's a great thing about New York. I mean, um, and that's hopefully something where, you know, you know, like you said, you hear Gordon talking about and Quinn too is, is the certain types of players that this Rangers team needs and what this fan base loves. You know, it's one thing to go down losing. Like a week when we could look at the loss to Carolina and Grant, it doesn't matter. It's it worked out better it worked out the best way for us. But as far as them playing the Hurricanes in that series and getting knocked out and the issues that we were there as fans going, Hey man, they just, they're lacking here. Their toughness. Uh, Nobody took the game over. Nobody just went through the wall. And those are the kind of guys and the characters that Ranger fans love to have on their team. And I think, you know, I think JD and Gordon know that and they're, uh, they'll build it, and I think you know start with uh, Lafreniere. As far as we were talking about earlier, the difference between him and Capo, as far as the the type of player they are, Laf is probably going to go through the wall. He's going to work down dirty. Um, he's 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 just a tougher guy, bigger body, and all that other stuff. And that's just not probably going to be not uh, Capo's game. But you know, so I hope it works out for Tony because I think he has the potential, hopefully, to be a a, a long term Ranger here. And I think he can really just kind of you know you know we miss guys like. You know, Avery was the kind of guy that, like I said, he, you know, he just, there was so much more to him, you know, than a player. I, I, do you understand where I'm coming from? And I just think maybe Tony D has that, uh, that extra big personality that, yes, it's most important that he's got to bring it on the ice, play, you know, play sound and, and, and continue to enhance his skills and, and be productive for the, for the team. But it's also nice to have that kind of guy and then have that guy, you know, who's also like a fiery kind of spirit, doesn't take any crap. And, um, you know, I'm sure he, you know, I, I would imagine Tony's the kind of guy who gets a, a locker room fired up and everything else too. So I'm hoping it all works out for him. Yeah, we, we've been doing this show for way too long because I was definitely going to bust out the Avery analogy with, with D'Angelo. And, you know, I agree. You know, I think that, uh, you know, a guy with a little uh, – pizzazz or you know whatever you want to call it um you know it's good it's good for a team and and he's got that toughness too um you know to his game he's willing to stand up for a teammate and and drop the gloves and uh you know which obviously you know ranger fans love um so yeah i I think he's a guy you'd like to to be here longer again and i always preference this by saying no long-term deal but (laughs) i'd rather him be here um, than not, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a skilled player. Know that, and you know, and, and you say all, and you say all the fans like him. I, the, I think the Trump fans, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, the guy, he, lo- he does, he loves to get himself in trouble on social media where, you know, where I think you get, you know, like you said, that sort of Avery, sort of, you know, aspect to him where he has this sort of life outside of hockey that he's 
okay putting out there that makes him a bit of a lightning rod, which is good. You know, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and and so, look, some fans don't like that, and and that that's fine. That's what happens when you put yourself out there. But you know, I think it's funny. I think it's entertaining, and that that's what this is all about. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm just the the political stuff way to the left and to the right, and out of here. Whatever. Yeah, I know, I know. It doesn't. No, I mean, I think it's a good point that you bring up. I mean, you know, as long as you you know. I, I don't care, you know, one way or the other. As long as the guy's not abusing himself, abusing other people, hurting anybody, and that's not just Tony. It's like any professional athlete, you know what I'm saying? Whatever they do, live a crazy lifestyle, you know, vocal, whatever. As long as they're not just, you know, you know, hurting other people, you know, one way or the other. That's fine. I could disagree with you until the, the cows come home. But, you know, he puts on that Ranger jersey. And he collectively works with the rest of the guys on, on the rink and, you know, as a fan base. You know, and that's the trip, you know, about just real quick as far as politics and and everything else. And I know it's kind of – it's very tough in this country right now. But when you see sports, which is crazy, right? And, it's, you know, you take football and baseball and, you know, and when there's championships that are won and you look into the crowd, right? And it's just everybody of every economic level, color, creed, religion – They've all got their, you know, when the, you know, when the Eagles win, everybody's wearing, you know, Eagles jerseys. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's amazing how sports can just throw all that stuff out to the sides, and then you, you're all for one goal, for one team, for one jersey, for one crest, and that's just life, you know. And as far as like Tony's, uh, you know, Tony's concerned too. I don't any of the stuff that he does on his personal stuff outside, whatever his views are, I really don't give a shit, you know, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? And he, it's up to him. As long as he's not hurting people or, you know, uh, that's, that's as far as I'm concerned. It'd be the same thing. Like, you know, if me and you were sitting here and, you know, spewing awful things about people we don't like or something like that, you know, like Henrik Lundqvist, you know, I mean, uh, especially if he joins the Capitals, but Tony D man, like I said, you know, turn on him. You know, I can't wait to see him in, in the lineup, and I love him. I love watching him play, um, and, and that's that's the most important thing. And that's that's the crazy thing about sports, and that's the great thing about sports. It's like you know, you've got all these guys. Especially look at the mix. You know, you can even look at the mix of the Tampa Bay Lightning too. You you look at all those faces and guys from Russia and Canada and all over the world. You know, uh, you know, if you, if you didn't get to see it, you know, and obviously today's modern age and these guys are all there by themselves and they had their phones and they're calling back home to their countries and stuff. You know, here's Ovechkin, right? He comes in here. He's, he's one of the most famous athletes uh, in America because he plays for the Washington Capitals and his talent and stuff. And the guy gets on a plane and he goes back to Russia. He goes back to his home country and stuff. And, and that's where he lives. And it's just amazing. And then he comes over here and he's got, you know, all these here he is in Washington D.C. right and these American hockey fans, you know he's a god, you know, and it's just a trip. So um, it's it's a long winded way for me to say, you know, get back to the point of what I think Tony D brings to the Rangers, and that's some feistiness, that's some edge, um, and he'll continue to hopefully, like I said, it's going to be up to him. He's still young, he puts the time into it, you know, and um. I would just love to see Tony hang in here and, and play for us and hope that things work out. And I think the organization wants him here too. And and when you start putting the pieces together for this roster and the scoring and the talent and the speed and 
Yeah, obviously, we've got a lot of stuff we got to work on up, you know, as far as up the middle. That's going to be a big thing for us. And I wanted to touch on that with you, too, as far as, you know, um, you know how the Rangers are going to kind of handle that as we're, we're pretty much top-heavy with, with wingers. And the defensive core is going to be fine. And, you know, where, where do you, you know, how do the Rangers – it's such a big part of the game. It's such, it's such a key, obviously, huge position in the game. And more than ever now, too, as far as face-offs and possession and the speed of the game. Um, so just your your take on, on where we're going to end up down the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's just all going to come down to the Strom, you know, negotiations and, and where they end up. He's the key to it all. I mean, because if you look at, you know, the rest of the lineup, you know, you obviously have Mika, you have Heedle. Um, You know, I don't know if they put Howden as the, the fourth-line center. Um, and then you have the, the, you know, the second line spot there of Heedle, if they're not ready to put Heedle as the second line spot or third line, I mean, Strom, you'd probably like to see him as a third line center, but, you know, we put up all those numbers with Panarin. So, you know, he's looking to be paid like a top six guy. So I look, I I think it's all going to come down to what, what happens there. I mean, is Strom asking for too much money? (laughs) You know, obviously they could still go to arbitration. I mean. That's the key to this whole thing. Do the Rangers just want to give, you know, Strom another one-year deal with this arbitration, you know, kick the can down the road another year? Um, or do they want a little more stability there and look out on the open market? I, I haven't looked. I don't know who could or is available. Again, we discussed last week the economics of, of the NHL these days, and maybe some teams are willing to move on. Uh, from some high-priced uh, centers that they just, you know, now don't want to pay because of everything that's gone on economically w- with the league. Um, what and what about country. a guy like Matthew Barzell? Oh, where they're going to offer sheet him? Nobody <laughs> offers sheets anybody. They don't. I mean, I've seen Ranger fans talk about it, but it's not happening. It's not. Ha- there's like a code, you know, like. <laughs> It's just not going to happen. I, trust me, I love it. Like, who wouldn't love to see that? You know, screw the Islanders and get an amazing player? Sure, yes. <laughs> I I would. I, I don't even want to entertain it because it's just not going to happen. Like, wh- who offers sheets anybody anymore? You know, then it just doesn't happen. So, uh, and how many first-round picks do you have to give up for that? Like, three? Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, you know, I don't see it happening. But, yeah. I mean, that'd be nice to have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got time, right, buddy? We got lots of time. This Ranger team can just, you know, sit back now and, and we can just focus on, you know, all the the guys that are on the roster right now and, and depending on what happens with Strom and, and Tony and, and as far as bringing these young kids in and you look at this roster and, and then obviously we have a, a goaltending uh, situation that's been cleared up. Um, Stall is is in Detroit now and uh, opens up a spot Woo! there. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a lot of good stuff to kind of um, look at here. And again, you know, you forget, you know, Jacques Martin coming in, and you know, he's an X's and O types of guy. He's he's been part of, um, you know, winning teams, and um, hopefully he's going to help out too. And and obviously being French Canadian, I'm sure he'll help out with the laughs coming in here as well. And it's exciting. And and here we are as Ranger fans. Just all talking about good stuff, good problems to have. 
And uh, no matter what happens, you know, with next season and stuff, you know, like you said, we've got breathing room. They're not they're not winning the cup next year. They're not winning in two years or whatever. But I got to tell you, watching JD and, and, and Gordon here, I think you know they're. I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people, um, especially if they can figure out a couple of things defensively. Because and and if they, you know, you talk about strong KD. And I, I'm guess I'm trying to figure it out how you think that's why he's the, like I don't know if the Rangers it's all based around Strom. He can't be the only guy. He can't be, uh, you know, they, there's got to be bigger and better things to look for the Rangers to look to. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Strom comes back. I don't think he's gonna be back here. That's my gut feeling, and. I just don't know if uh, I think that's the big thing where the Rangers are going to have to go out and, and 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 maybe that's a trade or maybe that's a you know a free agent signing here coming down the road. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, that, it's that decision that's going to decide what, where they're going down the middle. You know, I agree. I, I you know, Gordon admitting that they're talking to other teams about Strom shows you you know, their commitment to him. Um, so, you know, is do you see him on this team when they're raising the cup in, in three to four years? No, probably not. But, um, you know, what are they going to do with him this year? You know, who who are they bridging that gap? If they do decide to bring him back on a one-year deal, who are they bridging that gap to? You know, I I don't know the answer to that. Again, um, you know, who, who are some targets that they're looking at on other teams or possible free agents coming up? Um, I don't know if that person is in the organization right now. I mean, the person is not in the organization right now. Um, so who knows? But, you know, that's what I mean. I mean, that that's the one position, the, the sort of second line center position. You know, is Hedl going to grab that mantle and, and take that next step? in his development, um, or are they going to have to, you know, are they bringing back Strom and he's going to be the second line center again because Hedl isn't making that jump. If Hedl makes that jump this year with Strom on the team or not, uh, you know, that obviously makes the, the life easier for the Rangers management where they're looking for, you know, third and fourth line centers instead of a, a top six center. Um, so besides Strom, you know, Hedl is a big key to that too. Um, you know, where they, where they ultimately go to, to fill in the gap down the middle. We shall see. And I guess one final question I have for you as we, uh, wind down this episode of Go Rangers Radio, uh, is Quinn on the hot seat? (laughs) No, 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 not, not even a little bit. I, there's no way, you know. And I, I am, you know, I can't, you know, like I said, I carry his water. Against the Carolina Hurricanes, is he not on the hot seat? You cannot look at anybody's performance, coaching performance, coming out of, you know, an unprecedented situation and be able to make any type of rational decision (laughs) on it, saying what was good and, you know, what wasn't good. It didn't work out coming back. What are you going to do? If there... If the Rangers don't take the next step next year, going into the, you know, that next season, then he will be. This time next year, um, 
again, who knows what, if they'll be playing or not next year. Uh, who knows what that They're going to be playing. Like. Come on. Um, you know, things could, he could be on the hot seat in a year from now, um, but he's not on it now, no. 15 games in? Losing <laughs> No. Huh? Uh, no, 20, 20, 25 games in because you, know you know it's going to you know it's going to happen, pal. You know the heat's coming. <laughs> well, like I said, it'll be no. Nah, there's always heat. It's New York. I mean, there'll be heat. I mean, there's plenty of Ranger fans that don't like Quinn and don't think he's the guy. And ultimately, I don't know if he's the guy who's behind the bench again when the Rangers lift the cup in three or four he, years. He is in the hot um, seat. <laughs> well, this time next year. Um, you know, we'll we'll see where the team is at. If if they make the playoffs and they went around, you know, he's being celebrated around here as being the next great, co- you know, young coach in the uh, NHL. If they miss the playoffs, yeah, he may not be around very long. Well, we can always dream about Captain Kreider handing the cup to Laugh to Shesty, and then finally handing it over to Coach Quinn behind the bench. We'll see what happens. We got a long way to go, buddy. <laughs> we do. It's fun, though. I love the journey. The journey is this. This is great. I love it. Yep, it's fantastic. Well, like I said, congratulations to Laugh and welcome to New York and all the other guys. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, we'll be back here next week, right, KD? We're going to talk about wherever Hank Lundquist ends up signing with. Correct? Wow, things must be going good around here. Three shows in a row. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll check in. Good stuff. Thanks so much, as always, to listen to Go Rangers Radio. And as always, KD, please, say goodnight to the folks. Good night, folks. And as always, let's go, Rangers! <laughs>